This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Department of Agriculture plans to invest $1 billion into new markets for climate-smart ag commodities in a move the Biden administration hopes will boost farmer profitability. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack announced today the creation of the Partnership for Climate-Smart Commodities. He says the new funding is available for many different groups. Eligible entities looking for these grants can span anywhere from farmer groups to counties and towns, state governments to tribal governments, small businesses and nonprofit organizations, public and private institutions of higher education, including minority-serving institutions. He says there will be some conditions to receive the money. The projects have to incentivize producers to adopt production and marketing practices that will ensure that the agricultural commodity has climate-smart properties. They must also have a plan to measure, monitor, and verify the carbon and greenhouse gas benefits associated with those practices. And finally, these projects must also address how they're going to go about helping to develop markets that will promote the resulting climate-smart commodity generated from these practices. Steve Davies has more about the announcement and what comes next in his story on agripulse.com. Ag groups are asking the Environmental Protection Agency to hold off on changes to a proposed Waters of the U.S. definition. EPA closed its comment period on a WOTUS proposed rule update today. Scott Yeager is the chief environmental counsel with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. He says the agency should wait for clarity from the Supreme Court on the issue. The breadth of the question the Supreme Court granted in this case is whether the significant nexus test is the appropriate precedent in the Ninth Circuit. That's the narrow question. Uh, But the Supreme Court can kind of do whatever they want. They don't just have to say yes or no to that question. If they want to make a new test for WOTUS, they're the top court in the land and they can do that. The high court recently said it would hear arguments in a case brought by Idaho landowners Chantel and Michael Sackett. Yeager says the decision to hear the case is unusual on its own. Typically, when you have an executive branch that's issuing rules on a topic, the Supreme Court will let that process finish out before reviewing it at the judicial level. That's not the case here. I mean, the Supreme Court knows about administrations working on WOTUS rules, but despite that, they granted certain a case that's going to answer that question. So it's really a pretty bold move by the Supreme Court to say, you know what, we've seen the agencies having this regulatory jockeying match between Republican and Democratic administrations. We're just going to take that out of your hands. We're just going to answer that question once and for all. The agency plans to move two different WOTUS definitions, but Yeager says NCBA would be concerned about parts of the second rule potentially being struck down in the courts and would rather see agricultural language incorporated into the first rulemaking. Finally today, a minority farmer advocate wants to see new opportunities to get a broader array of people interested in agriculture. AgriPulse's Hannah Pagel has more. Federally controlled land could provide an opportunity to help socially disadvantaged farmers get into farming. P.J. Haney is the chairman of the National Black Growers Council. He says minorities interested in agriculture often need help starting their own operations. Creating some ways for socially disadvantaged, historically underserved men and women to get started on land that may be some federally controlled land. We have to set up some programs, adjust the playing field, so, so men and women in the underserved community can catch up to where our neighbors are. You, you can't expect a young kid to, to come out of college or, or want to be a farmer and he not have the three generations that his white neighbor has uh, beside him 
with the with the with the push in the back to help him get started. Haney says NBGC has spoken to the administration about creating transition incentive programs so retired farmers could help young socially disadvantaged farmers make their start in production agriculture. You can hear more from Haney about other issues facing black farmers in his open mic interview on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pagel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. When it comes to conservation and sustainability, America's farmers and ranchers are literally the boots on the ground. Every day and every season, farmers and ranchers are looking for ways to do better and help fulfill their mission to produce our nation's food, fiber, and fuel. It's just what they do. Learn more at fb.org forward slash sustainability. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.